Welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. Valuable insights on all aspects related to investing in the complex and highly fragmented municipal bond market. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. I'm Eric Snyder with Mackay Municipal Managers. In a municipal market that is highly complex, from public policy to market technicals, we're excited to bring you another podcast focusing on current municipal themes and strategies for clients to consider. I'm excited to be joined today by Peter Bartlett directly from our trading desk in Los Angeles. Peter is a senior managing director and portfolio manager. We've been looking forward to having him back on the show to share his observations. Peter, first of all, great to have you back with us today on the Mini360 podcast. Thank you. To start off, there's no question the municipal market has seen its share of volatility, both to the upside and the downside in recent years. You've traded in the municipal market for over four decades, and I think our listeners will want to hear your take on what's behind the recent volatility regime. What have you observed? Sure. I think the volatility is here with us to stay, and, I, and I'll tell you why. The balance between the Wall Street capital, how much capital they're willing to put into the business and the growth of the funds and the growth of private funds, the growth of separately managed accounts has changed rather dramatically over a number of years. So many of the major banks had much higher capital to commit to the market. That's down substantially. Post-financial crisis, post-COVID, in the last few years, the major banks are taking a lot less risk. What really matters is individuals' perception of rate risk, right? So what's happened? If you look back, we've had 10 aggressive rate rises. It's one of the fastest rate rises in history. That's created a lot of fear, and that's created a lot of change in investor behavior. Very simply, in 2021, with credit spreads incredibly tight, interest rates at a historic lows, we had over $100 billion that came into the municipal market, not just the mutual funds, let alone all the separately managed accounts, which tend to favor bonds 10 years and in. 2022, Dramatic rate rise. To put it in perspective, the two-year, which started in 21 at 74 basis points, got as high as 5%. And 5% was just a month or so ago. And now the two-year is back to a 385. So that's been a lot of volatility there. The 10-year got as high as a 425. And now we're roughly at a 333. So we've had a very good rally in that regard. The 30-year from a 440, the high to a 368. So when you have that kind of volatility, it makes, understandably, investors nervous. So what happened in 22? We saw record outflows out of bond funds. So at precisely, I would argue, the wrong time, investors sold munis aggressively, over $120 to $130 billion out last year because of fear, because of fear of the rate rises coming from the Fed. 2023, we've seen about $6 billion of outflows overall. Not dramatic, but we just heard the Fed today. We heard Chairman Powell just a a few minutes ago. It it appears that the rate rise is over. Are we sure of that? Of course not. Is he sure of that? He's not. But it appears that the aggressive Fed tightening seems to be mitigated. And obviously, they're going to watch inflation figures very closely. And investors are going to have to watch the way the Fed reacts over the next several months. Having said that, we've seen flows, which were as I've said, massive outflows last year, pretty good outflows the first quarter of this year. We've seen that mitigating 
in this part of the year, which is generally positive for the municipal bond market. Thank you, Peter. So between interest rates, flows, capital commitments from Wall Street, there's a lot to consider when it comes to risk management. And one area in particular that I want to drill on is liquidity. So liquidity and proper liquidity management, in our opinion, are critical components of an actively managed municipal bond strategy. How does liquidity management factor into your investment process? Well, I think I learned a lot at Mackay about, about not relying on the street for a number of reasons. Number one, as I mentioned, the commitment of the large banks is down dramatically. Number two, when you buy a big portion of a deal, then there's not a whole lot of other people to sell it to if you're one of the, the lead buyers and there's not a lot of other players. So to put it in perspective, there's 10 to 12,000 different municipal issues every year. We tend to focus on some of the larger issues. We don't want to have massive exposure to any one deal. We want to be very careful about liquidity that doesn't necessarily come from the street, but comes from other buyers because not all bond funds lose money or gain money at the same time. So liquidity is very important in all markets. And even in the treasury market, we're seeing less liquidity than we have historically. But in general, people complain about liquidity, rightfully so. But the municipal market is fairly orderly. When you think historically we go through, as I said, 10 to 12,000 different issues every year. The supply picture is about $450 billion on average. Last year, 2022, supply was down about 22, 23%. A lot of that was due to the taxable position of munis. This year, supply is down another about 8 to 9%. So the market's on pretty good footings. What I think you need to really understand, what's the most important thing to think about, is most investors have been punished to buy yield for the last decade. Rates have been historically low. So this is a good, yes, the, nobody really likes volatility, but the yields in the municipal market right now are very fair from a historical basis and very attractive. So if, for instance, if you can buy a good AA muni, give or take around 4% forward to at maybe a 375, and you have a 30-year treasury at a 368, that ratio is extremely attractive. And that's what we look for. So for us, as professional money managers, we've been able to structure portfolios with higher coupons, which is really good going forward. And I think for many investors, I'll give you an example. In 2021, there was a non-rated deal that came in 2050, threes at par in 2050, a Texas project deal. And that deal traded down to about 60 cents, down 40 points. Municipals generally don't drop that much. That's like default prices. So I think that kind of volatility scares people, understandably so. We're not used to mini bonds, good bonds dropping 20, 25 points. The lack of liquidity in 22 and the drops was quite significant. I think we're much firmer footing this year. And I think we have very attractive yields, if you look historically, that are going to benefit individuals. Thanks, Peter. So I guess the message, you know, is that having a liquid portfolio sort of enables you to capitalize on, on some of those drops and some of those market moves. So longtime muni investors uh, may be familiar with our market's seasonality. Could you walk us through the concept of seasonality and, and more important, how that might create compelling investment opportunities? Sure. Historically, March and April are difficult months in the muni bond market. And we usually get a good rally May, June, and July. There's a number of reasons behind that. And it's not 100% of the time, obviously, but in general, that has been the case. 
many times there's less supply as more of the bankers that issue bought and issuers are on their summer vacations. And there's tremendous coupon and principal either calls or coupon reinvestment. So historically, June, July, especially, are very positive months for the mini market. I think this year in particular is interesting because for the last year and a half, we've all we've been talking about is the Fed. We understandably, because our market is rate driven and it's not necessarily the rates, it's people's perception of where rates are going. And people have been bearish, understandably correct, because the Fed was in a massive tightening phase. 10 tightenings is very aggressive in a relatively short time. It hasn't happened, I think, since the 70s. I think the mid-70s was the last time the Fed was this aggressive. So understandably, investors were nervous about that. Muni prices dropped dramatically last year, and we're seeing good stability this year. And I think these are very attractive yields on a historical basis. Muni bonds have a reputation for being resilient during the latter stages of the economic cycle to what extent does that concept carry over to at least some pockets, if you will, of the IO market? You know, just talking about munis in general, when you think about your taxes, I ask people some question. Do you think your income tax is going down anytime soon? Do you think your property tax is going to go down? Do you think your sales tax is going to go down? Many of the taxes that support muni bonds have historically been rather substantial <laughs> going up not doubt. Now that's obviously changed through the decades, but in general, I think people realize that governments which benefit from all these taxes are in good shape. So when you think about a potential recession, which the market is currently worrying about, it tends to affect companies, equities, more so than it does municipals. Generally, that recession fear lowers long-term rates and as long as the credit quality does not deteriorate substantially, and most munis are in very good shape. We've had way more upgrades than downgrades from the major rating agencies. So in general, with COVID, many of the governments are flush with cash, less financing needs, as I've demonstrated, less supply, right? So we've had less supply this year and last year. And generally, our municipal entities are in pretty good credit shape. And you mentioned high yield. We do think, however, in high yield, we, we need to be a little more conservative. We call it high yield light, triple B deals. It, we're not afraid of non-rated deals. We buy many non-rated deals, for instance, infrastructure deals. For instance, when you're building a community, let's say in Florida, and you're providing the water, the sewer, the electric, and you're providing infrastructure. Many are small non-rated deals, but we like that market. That market's heavily in California in Utah, in Texas, in Florida, a variety of states have a number of deals. We generally favor large projects. We're not in favor because of the liquidity issue that I just mentioned. We're not in favor of really small deals in general, as occasionally we buy it, but in general, we, we like larger deals with more liquidity. We like large public projects. We bought a deal in Pennsylvania with a bridge project, it was a large deal. There's a large deal coming in New York, a, a large airport deal which has gates behind it. So we tend to favor what I would say call high yield length, which is strong non-rated bonds or BAA rated bonds. With the volatility in the markets of last year's, we've taken that opportunity to quality up our portfolios and to be more higher grade. If you look at pretty much the majority of our portfolios, we have much higher quality than we were able to do in the tough years where rates were so low, credit spreads were exceedingly tight, and you didn't have the opportunity to position yourself as favorably for the long term. So 
I feel very comfortable where not only us, but most of the media market in general is in terms of the risk and, and where we stand today. So it seems like overall, we're set up pretty well to weather maybe an economic slowdown, if you will, but it doesn't mean just throw money at the wall, but taking a more conservative tact, for example, in, in your high yield portfolios may help you out. So yeah, we talked a little bit about the areas you were constructive on. Are there some areas that you've been a little bit concerned with mm -hmm. or may have avoided it in your portfolios? Well, we've been nervous about the continuing care retirement centers. Although the, the U.S. market people are aging, right? there's no doubt about that. And there's certainly needs for continuing care. Many of those deals have been highly levered and the majority of municipal defaults have been in the CCRC market. Some of the project revs have had a very difficult struggle, so we, we're staying away from them. In a potential recession, we're just trying to be more conservative, period. I think that's smart, given the fact that we don't know the effects of this massive rate hikes over the past year and a half. It, it, it tends to be a long-term effect. And if we see the economy weakening dramatically, whether it be housing, commercial real estate, things like that, that have effect on munis, so we're just we're trying to be very careful in our credit selection. One thing I've learned is that everyone talks about rates as it applies to munis, but no one is able to call rates very well. I mean, every year that the top 50 economists are within you know 100 basis points of being accurate. It's extremely difficult. What I do know is that munis are very attractive for especially people in the higher tax brackets. The, the after-tax return is very strong. If you can get, for instance, a, say a three and a half to four percent muni, and it's a seven and a half percent after-tax return market like this, I think it's pretty attractive. As I said, for years, individuals have not been able to gain enough income out of munis, and now they're getting substantially more coupon income, which I think will serve people very well. Yeah, I think we've said it before, and it's always worth mentioning again, income is now a, a bigger proportion sure. of one's expected total return in municipal bonds for the first time in mean, probably the last, you know, I don't know, three, four, five years. Yes. Um, yes, if you think about it. So thank you, Peter. It's clear to investors that liquidity management is not just a tool that can help mitigate risk, but it can even help you capture potential alpha. This has been a great conversation uh, about our marketplace, and I'm sure our listeners will find your thoughts and insights to be very helpful. Before we let you go, do you have any parting thoughts for our listeners? Well, I guess I would say the most basic thing is that if you look at our rate environment right now, you have a two-year treasury was as cheap as 5%. Now it's a 385. The 10-year treasury was roughly four and a quarter percent. Now it's rallied close to 100 basis points. Why is that, right? Everyone's been talking about a rate rise. Why have these markets rallied? The 30-year treasury got to a 440, and now it's a 370. Well, it's very simple because markets always anticipate what's coming. They do a tremendous job of predicting the future. So rates, despite a rapid raise, the real rates have come down rather dramatically. So munis, because of the people's perception of rates, because we had massive outflows last year, and we still, as I said, still six billion outflow, roughly six billion in outflows this year. People have been rightfully nervous, right? They're nervous when that much Fed action has happened. So if you listen to Powell today and you believe it's a pause, he's a very thoughtful man. If inflation doesn't come down demonstrably, rates will stay elevated. But the market is already predicting that rates will move rather substantially down. So munis have not moved that much because munis are more driven by flows. 
And the flows have been, as I said, over 125, 130 billion out last year. When flows turn, munis could rally rather dramatically. We're not calling for that. We don't see a massive inflows, but historically, this is a good period. As we've said before, May, June, July has been a good period to invest. And also I would say this, for many years, I believe that individual bonds, if you're buying high grade bonds, like one to five years or so, and you're buying double A bonds, that's fine. But munis are getting more complex. And I had to change my mind over the last three, four, five years. The professional management is extremely important because to get your duration right, to get your credit quality right, and more importantly, to diversify. You have to make sure you're very well diversified because if anybody thinks they have the answer you know, and no one else does, they're probably wrong. So what we do at Mackay is we focus on credit selection. We focus on security selection. As I said, the mini market gives you plenty of opportunities, 10 to 12,000 issues every year about 50 deals a day, we turned down 49 of them, right? So I think we have plenty of opportunity in the municipal market as professionals to create portfolios that are long lasting. And we've been able to get better coupon structure. We've been able to get better quality. And I think that will serve the investors not only well for a year or two, I think for the next five years or so, because as I said before, Sabres with a really low interest rate environment have been punished. And now they're getting substantial opportunity. And we think that this is a good time. Is it the low? I'm not going to tell you that. It is the high? We're not sure, but I, I think it's a very interesting time to invest. And especially when you consider a potential recession, fixed income historically does pretty well. Thank you, Peter. It's clear to investors that liquidity management is key. And I think you brought up some interesting points today You know about rate moves, about the capital commitment on Wall Street, about overall volatility, why that's really something to keep in focus and how we're able to really capitalize on some of those inefficiencies that all of that ultimately creates. It's been a great conversation and I'm sure our listeners will find your thoughts and insights to be very helpful. That wraps up this episode of the Muni 360 podcast with New York Life Investments. I'm Eric Snyder with Mackay Municipal Managers. Please be sure to subscribe and look out for new episodes. We appreciate you rating the show and leaving a review so we can spread these insights to as many as possible. Thanks for listening. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. Municipal bond risks include the ability of the issuer to repay the obligation, the relative lack of information about certain issuers, and the possibility of future tax and legislative changes, which could affect the market for and value of municipal securities. Bonds are subject to interest rate risk and can lose principal value when interest rates rise. Bonds are also subject to credit risk, which is the possibility that the bond issuer may fail to pay interest and principal in a timely manner. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher rated securities. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. It is not possible to invest directly in an index. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Active management is the use of a human element, such as a single manager, co-managers, or a team of managers to actively manage a fund's portfolio. Active management strategies typically have higher fees than passive management. Credit spread reflects the difference in yield between a treasury and corporate bond of the same maturity. Duration is a measure of the sensitivity of the price of a bond to a change in interest rates. CPI is the consumer price index that measures the overall change in consumer prices based on a representative basket of goods and services over time. Credit quality. Percentages are based on fixed income securities held in the fund's investment portfolio and exclude any equity or convertible securities and cash or cash equivalents. 
Ratings apply to the underlying portfolio of debt securities held by the fund and are rated by an independent rating agency, such as Standard & Poor's, Moody's, and or Fitch. If ratings are provided by the rating agencies but differ, the lower rating will be utilized. If only one rating is provided, the available rating will be utilized. Securities that are unrated by the rating agencies are reflected as such in the breakdown. Unrated securities do not necessarily indicate low quality. S&P rates borrowers on a scale from AAA to D. AAA through BBB represent investment grade, while BB through D represent non-investment grade. This material contains the opinions of the Mackay Municipal Manager's team of Mackay Shields, LLC, but not necessarily those of Mackay Shields, LLC. The opinions expressed herein are subject to change without notice. This material is distributed for informational purposes only. Forecasts, estimates, and opinions contained herein should not be considered as investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment product. Information contained herein has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but not guaranteed. Any forward-looking statements speak only as of the date they are made, and Mackay Shields assumes no duty and does not undertake to update forward looking statements. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. Neither New York Life Insurance Company nor its affiliates or representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please contact your own professionals. Mackay Municipal Managers is a team of portfolio managers at Mackay Shields. Mackay Shields is 100% owned by NYLIM Holdings, which is wholly owned by New York Life Insurance Company. Not all products and services provided by Mackay High shields may be available to all investors, limited by applicable laws and regulations in certain jurisdictions. No part of this material may be reproduced in any form or referred to in any other publication without the express written permission of Mackay Shields. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company. Securities distributed by New York Life Distributors, LLC. 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302.